Welcome to the Localpreneur Show, a podcast dedicated to featuring community-based entrepreneurs, the principles they live by, and the success they're having making a difference in the world. Here's your host, Austin Kane. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Localpreneur Show. Uh, super excited to uh, have today's guest with us here uh, on uh, this beautiful Friday morning. Uh, we've got John Chen with the Durable Slate Company. Uh, they're based out of Columbus, Ohio, uh, but they actually have branches across multiple states. And so I'm, I'm glad he's here today to, to share his story on, on how they're uh, impacting their communities, changing the lives of the people that are around them in their service area. Uh, John, let me turn uh, things over to you here for a, a quick minute and introduce yourself and, and your company, a little about what you guys do to, to everybody that might be listening here today. Sure. Thank you. Uh, my name is John Chan, and um, I'm part owner in the Durable Slate Company. So we're a historic roofing company based out of Columbus, Ohio. But uh, we've got offices in Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, Mid-Atlantic. And we've actually worked all over the country and, and even abroad a little bit. Uh, we've done work in Trinidad and in Peru and, like I said, everywhere, basically in the U.S., yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's great. And it sounds like you guys have, have, have really made an impact in, in a lot of different areas and uh, have, have really been uh, in a lot of different places. So, um, and, and that's really what we're here to talk about today. For, for those of you who may never heard of Local Preneur Show before, um, what we're here today is talk about how these home and local service businesses are, are, are making a difference in their communities, um, whether they're giving back to their communities, whether they're helping the people that are within their organizations grow and, and start their own business and just help make the home service business uh, industry a better place, whatever it might be, it all starts here with the Durable Slate Company. And so we're here to share their story uh, and hear the things that they're doing um, day in and day out outside of the normal service work they do for their clients. So John, let's, let's jump in and talk a little bit about the first uh, topic here today. Um, tell everyone a little bit about the impact that your organization makes uh, within your local community. Who are some of the groups that you guys partner with or, or some of the charities you guys might do some work for? Well, it's kind of interesting because uh, each city has their own um, organizations and, and, and people that they work with. Uh, so I can just name a few of them. Um, I'll go back to like when I uh, ran the Cincinnati office, uh, we worked with the, the local Way to Happiness Foundation. That was back when the, the riots were going on in Cincinnati and, and we, we sponsored, uh, basically we donated to get a bunch of booklets out. And then we also uh, got a few people from the company and we went through um, the over the Ryan area, which is where a lot of the racial tensions were and passed out uh, a lot of Way to Happiness booklets. And it actually really, really helped. It, it, it brought things um, much calmer after that. Um, some of the other things we did while we we're there was uh, we sponsored the Hollywood uh, Education Literacy Program. Also in Over the Rhine, we, we purchased a bunch of study books and sponsored some tutors. And I even tutored myself for a couple of days of uh, uh -huh. some of the inner city kids. And uh, you know that, um, that was big. And, we also try and give back to the community as far as um, some of the, the knowledge that we have. So um, there we worked with uh, Preservation Cincinnati um, and uh, basically I did uh, seminars on um, 
how like a homeowner could do some of the basic things themselves so that they wouldn't have to call a company and like how to clean out gutters, how to, um, you know, find something that is, is peculiar and, and, and uh, you know, fix something simple rather yeah. than calling out a professional. And, uh, and then also just going to, oh, like uh, I did lectures for the uh, University of Cincinnati at their, uh, what they call their DAP. It's their uh, design architectural and something program arts program. And uh, basically, I did uh, lectures on uh, historic roofing for their up and coming uh, design and, and uh, architect architecture students. So I did that for uh, uh, quite a few different quarters there. So we we do it in a lot of different ways. That's, that's what we did in Cincinnati. Um, so uh, when we were in New Orleans, or when I was in New Orleans, that was very different because that was right after Katrina. So uh, there were a lot of people that were in tough situations. So uh, we sponsored and worked with an organization called Operation Blue Tarp. And we uh, taught kids how to uh, actually install tarps on, on what we call hard roofs, meaning the slate roofs, the tile roofs, because FEMA wouldn't do it because um, they were afraid they would cause more damage. So uh, there were all these kids that were volunteers, um, and I can't remember the name of the organization, um, but anyways, Operation Blue Tarp uh, brought us in with all those kids, and we taught them safety. We taught them, you know, how to tarp roofs, and, and so they went around through a lot of the, the poorer neighborhoods, like the seventh ward and the ninth ward, and um, uh, tarped off these uh, devastated roofs so that they wouldn't be pouring inside the house. So, uh, and then I also went to the Preservation Resource Center, which, um, you know, they help uh, preserve uh, New Orleans. And I also did the same thing there. I, I spoke, I did demonstrations so that, uh, uh, some of the lower income homeowners could do some of the basic repairs themselves if they needed to tarp something, if they needed to replace like a broken slate or something, uh, uh, re-secure their gutters, things like that. They would know how to do it without, you know, bringing in the, the professionals because, gosh, I want to say through a lot of the, the time during Katrina, we would have three, four, five, six hundred calls in the backlog. And as we we're getting them done, more calls would come in than yeah. we finished. So it, it was, it was really, um, I think that was really beneficial. And I did the same thing at the, the college there too. At Tulane, I spoke to the um, uh, architecture and the historic preservation classes about uh, certain things that they could do uh, to help uh, mitigate uh, future issues uh, when hurricanes come. So, yes. yeah, we've we've done a lot of different things like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, that obviously makes a, a huge impact. Um, you know, whether it's it's helping the community and you guys are there, just really kind of picking up the pieces and putting them back together, or like you said, doing those seminars or those training uh, sessions where yeah, you're you're helping someone learn. Uh, how to do it themselves, but, you know, they know who to call or where to go if they necessarily can't figure it out. So, um, 
I think there's a lot of value that gets built uh, around you and you guys uh, just by doing those things. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's just going to say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, every office does its own thing. Like here in DC, uh, we've sponsored the Ronald McDonald House uh, in Northern Virginia. So what we do there is we'll do free inspections on their roof and their gutters and we'll do like basic roofing if, if the house needs anything. And uh, we'll also uh, um, sponsor uh, like a day there. What, and what we do is we'll bring out, you know, two or three people and uh, we'll cook breakfast or lunch for, you know, because the, the parents there that, that are staying there, they're so uh, caught up in everything that it's just a, a nice refreshing thing to be able to come back and have everything made for you. And, and so we'll do things like that. And also um, here in Tacoma Park, which is in Maryland, um, we sponsored a, 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 an organization called Drug Free World. And uh, drugs have become so rampant in our society. And what we did was we, we made a donation and um, got a lot of booklets and, and people out in the park. And, and I did myself and, and we had a booth and we started explaining um, what some of the problems of some of these new synthetic drugs do. And uh, that, was a, that was a big hit. There's there actually a line up to um, our booth to uh, get these uh, brochures. So yeah, we, we try and uh, do different things with um, uh, different communities. It, it just depends on a lot on who reaches out to us and what we're able to do for those groups. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's, that's great. You're, you're involving yourself in, in all these different projects, just really to overall make the community and, and, and the world around you guys a better place, um, you know, whether it be through, through all of these different organizations. Um, John, what, what made you guys want to join with these organizations? Is there something that stood out to you guys or, or just what's the impact that you see being made when you're working together with these organizations? Well, it's, it's several fold. A lot of different organizations uh, contact us. They probably do with a lot of businesses. And we try and help the ones where we feel like we can help them and they have a cause that aligns with us. So when I was talking about drug-free world, uh, it aligns with us because, you know, in the construction industry, um, A, it's, it's really hard to uh, find good people. And uh, we also drug test. So when we see the amount of people that fail drug tests, we're like, okay, we, we've got to get the, the real word out there, especially on these new uh, synthetic type drugs, because they can really be deadly. So, right. um, and, you know, I talked about how we did stuff for the various uh, preservation associations and also the, the colleges, University of Cincinnati, Tulane, et cetera. And we want to help the education process. So, that's another thing that's really lacking. It's like you get an architect who graduates from school and the amount of time spent on roofing is usually like a day. And so trying to specify things that they truly don't understand, especially on the historic sector, because, you know, that's such a small segment. I mean, slate roofing is probably like 1% of the industry. So 
there's such a, a lack of knowledge about it, we really try to give back to the community by hatting or educating uh, these people in uh, what they really ought to know, at least some of the basics. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that I think that's great. Um, you know, just like I said earlier, you're, you're plugging yourself in, whether it's actually doing something or, or teaching them how to do something, uh, because the impact of teaching someone how to do something is is a lifelong uh, uh, experience. You know, they can can always go back and and now they have something to rely on to uh, to to make those fixes themselves if they can. So, um, so uh, John. I know you've already kind of talked a lot about what you guys have done in, in different areas and, and the, the impact you guys made in New Orleans after Katrina, but um, another kind of topic here today, you know, have you guys ever done something kind of just above and beyond the, the, the regular normal work that you guys do um, for any particular customer? You know, do you have a story about you saw a need, uh, you guys stepped up to the plate just kind of out of the goodness of your heart, um, maybe did did some work for, for free or, or maybe at, at discounted um, price just because you saw the need, you knew it needed to be done, and you guys stepped up to the plate in a big way. you have any kind of story like that? We've done that on occasion. Uh, there, there was a church in, in Boston that we kind of did at um, at cost uh, because uh, they, they really needed it at the time. Um, but also just sometimes, you know, a certain person needs a, a thing done for them that they can't afford. This was actually a funny story. I, I was uh, doing this estimate in uh, Hyde Park in uh, Cincinnati. This is many years ago. And I wrote the woman uh, a, a estimate for, it was about 40 or $50,000. And I gave it to her and I started to explain the work and who we were. And she just starts signing the contract. And I said, oh, I said, you're actually signing. I said, you know, um, do you want to know a little bit about us? And she goes, no. She's like, you're John Chan, right? I said, yeah. And she says, that's all I need to know. And I said, well, you just signed a, 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 almost a $50,000 contract. I said, may I ask, you know, what you meant by that? And she said, well, she said, about a year ago, um, you helped a little old lady, um, and that was my best friend's mom. She said, she lives in Oakley, and she said, you came out, and it was Saturday night, and, and the sun was uh, just about to set, and uh, you told her that her roof needed replaced, and she told you that she didn't have the money to do it, and um, she said that you went to your truck, and you were on her roof for about an hour, until basically almost dark and you said that you fixed her roof for her temporarily and that she would have to get a new roof um, in the next year or so and um, she asked how much that was going to cost her and you said it was free and she said that anybody that would spend a saturday night uh fixing a little old lady's house for free that he didn't know was certainly trustworthy. And yeah, that um, she said, so uh, you're, you're the only estimate I got because I know that you're trustworthy. And she says that whole story, she said, you have to understand that was my best friend's 
mom. I, I knew her growing up, growing up. And she said she was like half in tears telling me about it. So she said that, you know, that's all I need to know. And I don't need another price. Just I know you'll do me right. And so, you know, that kind of a thing. And it's really interesting because uh, it was also how we got one of our first large major projects. Actually, I want to say it was our first major project. Um, so uh, my brother did something very similar and um, we got called out to the Ohio governor's uh, mansion and um, they called us out for a leak. And so my brother said, um, uh, he asked uh, the, the caretaker how they got our name. And she's like, oh, she's like, um, the, uh, the, the cook here uh, gave it to me. And so the cook came out and that was that old lady that basically did something very similar for. And we actually wound up putting a new slate roof on the Ohio governor's mansion from a free little thing that my brother did a year before that. And, and again, it wasn't like a, a thing we we're trying to, we just saw somebody that really needed our help and really couldn't afford it. And, um, you know, we just went ahead and did it. We didn't really think, uh, well, you know, whatever that might come back. It's just, it's just one of those things that we found that if you pay it forward, it's just helpful all the way around and makes the world a better place. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, those are, I mean, incredible stories and, you know, just, doing this show, I get to hear a lot of these different stories. And, you know, it, it, it's just amazing to hear that, you know, it, you guys are running a business, but, you know, you, you see the need and, uh, you know, out of the goodness of your heart, you, you give something for free. And like you said, it turned into to one of your, your first uh, major projects just by doing something that was so kind uh, to somebody. And maybe, you know, it was small to you guys, but it's huge to them, you know, a, a lifelong impact um something they don't have to worry about anymore and they know the house they're living in is safe and the roof over them is is brand new and it's it's uh, not going to cause them any more trouble in their day-to-day lives so um it is it, it's you know if it just everybody gave back just a little bit you know i think that the impact would be you know a lot more than what people actually think um and so it's it's, it's amazing to, to hear and to see and and even just hear the joy and, and when you tell those stories you know obviously it means a whole lot to you um that you guys are able to do this and give back to your community um you know switching a little bit john obviously you guys do a, a ton in your community whether it's in your local community or even across the country you guys are you're all over the place um you know but let's let's talk a little about your organization obviously there's a lot of people that are probably within your organization um probably a lot of people are lining up to work for your organization um you know what's some of the what's the impact that you see that you guys are making on the people that are under your roof? Um, what are some of the things you guys are doing to, to equip your employees or uh, your inspectors or uh, your technicians, whatever it is to, to be better professionally and personally, and um, maybe even tell a story about uh, maybe somebody that uh, has, has really ex- exponentially grown through your company through some of these things that you guys have provided them. Sure. Um... Well, one of the things that kind of sets us apart is, uh, I think I talked about education before. And what we do is we have our own course room where we train our, all of our people 
uh, whether it be in communication or it be in uh, fixing a slate or uh, you know a copper roof or whatever it is. So we have a course room and we have courses that that teach people how to do this. And we also have a uh, uh, set of mock-ups uh, in the back where we we train them on the ground how to do some of this roofing so that they don't have to learn 30 feet up in the air. Absolutely. And so the, the education really, really helps people. And I, I, can, I can give a, a number of different um, uh, scenarios. I remember, well, one of the courses that we have is on study. Uh, and so one of our roofers uh, came in and he was like, hey, you know, before I came here, I was semi-illiterate. And after going through all these different study courses, it's helped me so much in life. He's like, my daughter is having problems in school. Can she come in and do some of those study courses? So he brought her in and it really helped her grades. And he was so thankful. He was just like, you know, without this, I really wouldn't know what to have done with my daughter. And now her grades have completely changed and she's, she's doing great. You know, um, another scenario is uh, we had a guy that uh, came to work for us and um, uh, he had basic sheet metal skills. And I told him, I said, you know, after working here, you can become one of the best. And you can, because we have our course room, we're gonna train you. And not only that, but you're gonna be able to work on these cool projects all over the place. You know, not just here in Cincinnati, that's where the office I was in at the time, but all over the country. And uh, I said, you know, you're probably gonna have to drink a little bit less, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and put uh, a better step forward. And it was really interesting because when I left Cincinnati, he pulled me aside and, uh, you know, this is a big macho guy and he, yeah. he was, you know, he had tears in his eyes and he was just like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, really uh, sad kind of that you're, you're leaving. I was going to start up a, a different office. And he said, because it's right. He's like, I've grown so much and I do, I, I think I'm, I'm like the best if not, or one of the best, at least in, in the city in sheet metal. And he said, not only that, but he said, back in the day, he said, I would drink, he goes, 12, 18, 24 beers a night, every single wow. night. And he says, and now he says, I, I, don't, I don't drink. And he says, I own my own house. He's like, I'm married now. And I just, I just can't uh, believe how far I've come. And he said, you know, these, these years in working at Durable have completely changed me as a person. That's and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a few different people. And then you've got somebody like uh, uh, Michelle who, who runs our production in Columbus. She kind of grew up. Uh, in the in the business because her dad you know yeah. and uh, you know she started I want to say when she was like 15 or 16 years old just handing out flyers 
uh, and you know, over all this time, I think she's coming up on her like 20th year. I mean, she's right wow. around there. And you know, she's done all these different things in the sales division and production. Now she runs all of production for Columbus. And she's also um, head of uh, the, the National uh, Women and Women and Roofing uh, Branch in Columbus, along with Gabby. And um, so she's doing all kinds of things. And, and even with that, you know, they've put in uh, to do um, it's a Columbus uh, diaper collection for um, low income mothers. So that's something that the NWIR is doing. So, um, you know, she's grown uh, uh, tremendously. And, and, you know, if you look at how amazing she is, I mean, some people look at some of our projects and go, wow, how do you do something like that? They're so complicated. And, yeah. you know, they're asking about the technical side, like the copper and, and the slate and all that. And I said, well, you know, the funny thing is that's what you see, but probably the most difficult position is the person that organizes this, basically Michelle, because yeah. you've got to get the scaffold guy in there, the tear-off crew in there, the slate ordered, the copper ordered, everything's got to mesh in a certain time period. Um, you know, you, you look at the our award-winning project in Iowa, it was a 250-foot uh, steeple uh, that was super decorative copper. And um, it had to be done in an eight month window because of weather and the scaffold being up. And so everything had to work like clockwork. So basically uh, the roof had to be torn off, all the ornaments had to be taken down and fabricated in different shops. And each um, piece had to be assembled just as the pieces were being made and it literally had to work like a clock and Michelle wow. makes projects like that, uh, you know, just come out exactly on time. So, you know, you look at growth and she's, she exemplifies that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always nice to have, you know, somebody like Michelle in, in your organization that just, it's kind of like the glue to all the pieces and it just helps things run seamlessly and efficiently. And, you know, it's really kind of in the background. No one really ever sees it, but, you know, now hopefully people are going to be able to hear that story about, you know, Michelle when they listen to this and there's, there's a Michelle in every organization. I can probably guarantee it. Um, you know, that that's, that's not really ever talked about, but they do a whole heck of a lot. Um, and everybody uh, appreciates them. Um so, John, John, I mean, it sounds you guys have a, a perfectly well-rounded organization. Uh, you know, you guys are doing so much in the community, um, whether it's helping after catastrophes or you're just helping a little old lady down the street, um, you know, and just just making the world a better place. Um, obviously, your your organization is a great place to work. Um, you guys are doing so much um, in, in all these different organizations you guys are starting um and so i've really enjoyed hearing all these stories today being able to share those stories and you know hopefully everybody listening here is able to take a couple of pieces out of this and maybe implement that into their uh organization as well and, and continue making the world a better place kind of one city at a time so um john thanks for, for sharing and are there any other things that, that you wanted to share here today before we wrap up today's episode 
Well, you know, that basically a lot of things start simple and you have to build off of a gradient. So to do well at anything, the first thing is you've got to be educated in it and you've got to understand all the basic words in it so that you can progress from there. And that it's not, you know, you don't uh, become an overnight sensation. It takes hard work and, and learning and, and going piece by piece. And that that's where a lot of people fall down is in the very beginning of the basics and, and making sure that they understand all the words and uh, getting everything down to a T. So basically the fundamentals, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I 100% agree with that. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's almost like the, uh, the, uh, the crawl, walk, or run, you know, the, the uh, uh, term people like to use, you know, you just, you, you learn a little bit and then you just kind of keep growing and growing and growing. And uh, it, it's all over time. Um, you know, I know everybody wants that immediate satisfaction in today's world and that's just what it seems like, but uh, it's just very rare uh, that that happens. Um, so, John, I, I appreciate you being uh, on the show today. And, and uh, sorry, I, uh, my toddler wants to appear here on the, the podcast, um, but I appreciate you being uh, on the show and, and sharing everything about uh, your story and, and the things that you guys have done to impact your community. So um, thanks again, John, and, and everybody listening. I hope you have a good Friday. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to The Localpreneur Show. For more of our daily content, feel free to check out Josh or Austin's LinkedIn.